so living in a house as we do with uh, people from different countries and people from different parts of, of, of Ireland here as well, uh, it's always interesting uh, hearing pe different people's perspectives and accents and words and terms for different things that we mightn't necessarily use in other parts of the world. Uh, so I remember I was talking to one of our guys uh, the last year, year before, I think, two years ago, and uh, we were just, the issue of, of popular music came up. And he jokingly said, oh, I wouldn't know anything about that. I was homeschooled. And uh, it was just a kind of a, a running joke then whenever something uh, would happen that the, the excuse for not being able to do something or not knowing something was, oh, I was homeschooled. Uh, so it was kind of a running joke for the year. But I remember asking him about this, homeschool, this whole homeschooling thing. I said, so what did you, you know, if you were homeschooled, like, uh, what, did you, what did you study? Uh, and he's from the north of Ireland. And so uh, he answered, uh, Satan. And I said, S Satan? Um, like, for, for how long? For how long did you study that? Ah, it's like a course of like ten, five years, six years. You studied Satan for six years. What, what is it like? Did you study like English or? Ah, yeah, everything through Satan, through Satan. You studied English through Satan. I just got, I, I, I thought. Sorry, I thought it was a holy. I thought, I thought I thought this was a holy thing. This whole homeschooling kind of keeping them from you know the bad influence of the world. I said this is. Did you need an exorcism after all? That's like, what's the story? Like, this sounds very strange. And he said, no, it's, it's a study based on Elizabeth Ann Satan. Oh, Elizabeth Ann Seton. Ah, Elizabeth Ann Seton. Yes, now I understand. Okay, the, the American saint. Yeah, have you. Very, very different studying Elizabeth Ann Seton or studying Satan. Okay, Seton, Seton, Elizabeth Ann Seton. So the whole homeschooling program from Elizabeth Ann Seton. We actually celebrated her feast day on the 4th of January there. I'll be talking a little about her. I know it's the Feast of St. Timothy and Titus, but there's a link. Uh, I was reading over her life. Her life would make a great movie because she was uh, born and raised and then married into uh, quite a wealthy family in New York, lived on Wall Street, and just very, very uh, financially comfortable. Uh, with, uh, her, her husband was a trader, buying and selling, importing and exporting. So they were, they were exceptionally rich. Uh, due to an economic crash, uh, they lost practically everything. And then also her husband was diagnosed with uh, tuberculosis, TB. So very quickly, this dream life together, this, this whole bubble was burst. And he filed for bankruptcy. And then they moved to Italy to help him, to help his breathing, to help, help his, his tuberculosis, his TB. Uh, but he died shortly thereafter. Now, while over in Italy, Elizabeth, who had been born into a, a Protestant family, got to know a lot of good uh, Italian Catholics. And she was a, a, very, a, very, a very generous woman, a very giving woman. And before her, her, her conversion, if you will, while she was living uh, in, in America with her various Protestant uh, churches and friends, like she was very, very generous to the poor, wonderfully helpful, uh, and uh, giving of her time and of herself. But over here in Italy, just, there was just one thing that seemed to really strike her. It was just her desire for the Eucharist, her desire for the Lord. That there was this, she just felt there was something missing. And, and, and these people, when they, would, when they would go to Mass or when they would talk about, about God, there was something, she felt there was something missing in her life. So she became Catholic 
and uh, went back home, brought her faith back home with her. And could see again the, the wretchedness of many people, uh, the, the lack of education uh, for, for many people at the time as well. Uh, at times or in certain places, those who were rich were super rich and those who were poor were very poor. So she wanted to do something about this. So in Maryland then she set up a number of schools, orphanages uh, to help the poor, to help uh, those who weren't able to afford an education. Why do I say all of this? She had received the gift of faith. She was baptized as a, uh, in, into a Protestant church, but she received then, she had this hunger for the Lord, which she then received and allowed to, to grow into something really beautiful in her soul. So her, her, her natural disposition towards, towards goodness, her natural, if you will, she was quite a refined lady, so that kind of natural gentleness of soul was used by the Lord to, and pruned and, and made into something even more beautiful, where then other young women wanted to join her. And wasn't her plan to set out and do this, but yeah, she ended up founding a, a, an American version of the Sisters of Charity. So a group of religious sisters. Again, it wasn't her plan, but it was God's plan. She was given the gift of faith, but she fanned it into something, into an even greater gift, if you will. You know, she worked with God's grace. So the gift of faith that she had, limited as it was, began to grow and grow and grow and be fanned in through her yeses, her yes day after day, her correspondence with, with God's will, her seeing the need of the people and responding to that as God inspired her. And this is what, like, our... our our reading, our first reading today, St. Paul to Timothy, is what he, he encourages Timothy to do. Timothy, who met Paul on, Timothy's, uh, on Paul's first missionary journey, uh, he would have met him in what's modern-day Turkey in a city called Lystra. Uh, so Paul met him there. On the second missionary trip then, when Paul came back, uh, people had pointed out Timothy as an exceptional man of faith and good character, who then accompanied Paul on other missionary trips and became uh, bishop then in Ephesus where, where he was martyred. So Paul writing to Timothy, he says, that's why I'm reminding you now to fan into a flame the gift that God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Fan into a flame. So you, you've, been, you've been given something, you've been given a gift. Here I believe Paul is speaking specifically about the gift of faith, that knowledge and love of God. You've been given that gift. But I hope Paul St. Paul wouldn't mind, like, but we can also, I suppose, widen that in that any gift we have been given can be fanned into a flame. As in any gift we have been given, if we work with it, can become an even greater gift for the service of God. You know, so our, a loving heart, for example. The more we use that and the more we give of ourselves, the more loving that heart becomes. Uh, if we have the, the ability to even play music for the glory of God, the more we do that, selflessly and everything oriented towards him then the more it becomes uh, a gift for for the building up of God's kingdom if our ability is is friendliness and welcome you know those people who have that, that gift of just making it being just super welcoming when someone arrives they're they're super joyful and they know exactly what to say to make everyone feel welcome and sit down and cups of teas and biscuits it's just a gift just like gift of, of hospitality and welcome for those who have that to use that then for 
for the glory of God. Allow that to be fanned into a flame. If our gift is organization, if our gift is preaching, if our gift is uh, logistics, whatever it may be, to use all of those things for the greater glory of God, what a gift, what a gift. To fan that gift into something even greater, all through the grace of God, all through the grace of God. This is what our saints of today, Saints Timothy and Titus, this is what they lived also. They started as well, uh, pagans is a strong term, but they, they weren't Christian, welcomed into the church then, allowed their faith to grow, so much so then that, as I say, Timothy would die a martyr, Bishop of Ephesus, uh, Titus became Bishop of Crete and died more or less around the same time, uh, 96, 97, the, year, so the, first, the end of the first century. But they allowed this, this gift of faith to be fanned into something which started small, but eventually took over their, their whole heart, eventually took over their, their whole life. And I think it's, it's, it's a wonderful idea to have for, for you and I today as well, you know. What, what do I have that can be fanned into a flame? What gift do I have? Or maybe better said, what gift has God given me that I can fan into a flame? What has the Lord given me that I can use to build up his kingdom? You know, and to see that as, as such a, a privilege to be able to do that today. Like, today, Lord, what do you want me to do? You know, I've got these next uh, 12, 12 hours, uh, which is about six hours of daylight. Um, what do you want me to do? With this time, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What is the best thing I can do today? So if, if, it, if work is, is my responsibility, if it's study, if it's, if it's uh, rest, if it's uh, keeping in touch with people, what, Lord, do you want me to do today? How can I fan into a flame these, these abilities you've given me, this heart that you've given me, this ability to love, to forgive, to be affirming, to be charitable, to be generous, to be serving? Lord, all these abilities, what do you want me to do with them? And there's a certain freedom in that where now it's, it's, it's much less about me kind of sitting down just saying, what do I want? I mean, it's, it's a legitimate question, what do I want? But how freeing it is to be able to say to the Lord, you've given me all of these, these abilities, what do you want me to do with them today? How do you want me to serve? So we ask the Lord today, that these words of St. Paul might penetrate our hearts. That our choices, our decisions today, might also be animated in the same way that St. Timothy and Titus's hearts were. This is why I'm reminding you now to fan into a flame the gift that God gave you when I laid my hands on you. God's gift was not a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power and of love and of self-control.